No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. The prevalence of domestic violence and sexual assault and shocking silence and inaction around these issues underscores the urgent need for bystander involvement. If you observe or see red flags or domestic abuse, no more excuses, no more silence, no more violence. Get involved. Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hello, got my beer popped open and ready for today's edition of the Soul Ramblings podcast. I'm Jerry, and during the entire month of October, we have been talking about National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is an annual designation observed in October. For many, home is a place of love, warmth, and comfort. It's somewhere that you know you'll be surrounded by care and support and family, and a nice little break from the busyness and craziness of the real world. But for millions of others, home is anything but a sanctuary. And what we have learned over this past month by listening to others' stories and listening to those who advocate for those victims, the U.S. Department of Justice estimates that 1.3 million women and 835,000 men are victims of physical violence by a partner every year. Every nine seconds, a woman in the U.S. is beaten or assaulted by a current or ex-significant other. One in four men are victims of some form of violence, physical violence, by an intimate partner as well. These are things that we have learned, and we're just kind of recapping. Another shocking statistic, the number of U.S. troops killed in Afghanistan and Iraq between 2001 and 2012 was 6,488. The number of women who were murdered by current or ex-male partners during that same time frame, that number comes to 11,766. That's almost double the number of people who were killed fighting in the war. People who are in abusive relationships will stay with their partner for a number of reasons, and we've talked about this over the past several weeks. One is their self-esteem is totally destroyed, They are made to feel they will never be able to find another person to be with. Another reason is the cycle of abuse, meaning the honeymoon phase that follows physical and mental abuse, makes them believe that their partner really is sorry and does love them. Another reason is it's dangerous to leave. Women are 70 times more likely to be killed in the weeks after leaving their abusive partner than at any other time in the relationship, and that's according to to the Domestic Violence Intervention Program. Statistics suggest that almost 5% of male homicide victims each year are killed by an intimate partner. They feel personally responsible for their partner or their own behavior. 
They are made to feel like everything that goes wrong is their fault. They share a life, marriages, children, homes, pets, and finances. These are all the big reasons victims of abuse feel they cannot leave. Sometimes people don't know if they really are in an abusive relationship because they're used to their partner calling them crazy or making them feel like all the problems are their own fault. Here are a few ways to know if you are in an abusive relationship that you need to get out of. One is your partner has hit you, beat you, or strangled you in the past. Your partner is possessive. They check up on you constantly, wondering where you are. They get mad at you for hanging out with certain people if you don't do what they say. A third way is your partner is jealous. Now, a small amount of jealousy is normal and healthy. However, if they are accusing you of being unfaithful or isolate you from family or friends, that means the jealousy has gone too far. If your partner puts you down, they attack your intelligence, looks, mental health, or capabilities. They blame you for all their violent outbursts and tell you nobody else will want you if you leave. If your partner threatens you or your family, you are definitely in an abusive relationship. And finally, your partner physically or sexually abuses you. If they ever push, shove, or hit you, or make you have sex with them when you don't want to, they are abusing you, even if it doesn't happen all the time. And coming back, we'll talk with someone who knows a thing or two about toxic relationships and how that can lead into violent, domestic violence in a relationship. That's all coming up here on the Soul Ramblings Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. The law firm of Becker and Lindauer represent victims all over the state of Florida. All too often, insurance companies try to convince injured motorists, passengers, pedestrians, and other injured claimants to accept less than their case is worth. Whether it be a car crash, a trucking accident, a motorcycle wreck, a bicycle accident, or an injured pedestrian, it is imperative that you have legal representation to assist you. Becker and Lindauer are dedicated to putting their decades of legal experience to work for you. With proven results, Becker and Lindauer is ready to fight for you. With 45 years of combined experience in personal injury law, the team of Dave and Danielle are highly qualified and ready to help you. Call today for a free consultation, 941-567-6728. Again, area code 941-567-6728. Or visit Becker and Lindauer online at the website in the show notes. Back in May, I had the opportunity to interview the host of It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Her name is Dr. Heidi, and she spent some time with me. I also, in September had the honor of being a guest on her show. We have links to both of those episodes in the show notes. Here is a bit of the interview that I did with her back in May, and she talks about toxic relationship and how uh, relationships and how that leads into an abusive relationship. She's experienced this firsthand, and she helps clients all across the country that are in toxic relationships. Here is a piece of that interview with Dr. Heidi. You and I connected on a, actually on a Facebook group that we're part of that are uh, a group of podcasters and we kind of network with one another and toss ideas around and, and that sort of thing. 
And I ran across the title of your podcast there. It's not normal. It's toxic. And that just uh, stuck out to me because I, and made me want to go and hit the play button on your, on your podcast, because I think a lot of times we don't, we don't realize that it's time. We, we look at it as being, this is a normal way of life. We don't realize it's toxic. And, and it's just like, if you step into a room that stinks, the longer you stay in the room, the smell goes away. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't mean the room doesn't stink. Mm. It just means we've desensitized to the smell. Yeah. And, and it's very much the same way, you know, and people that are living in unhealthy environments, it's, it's nor it's, it becomes a normal day-to-day thing. The behaviors of some of, you know, the toxic individuals in their life, that's just how they are. And we accommodate to how they are because they don't change. So we compromise ourselves to fit, you know, fit better in there. Mm -hmm. And that's when it's normal. Uh, You got into, you got into coaching and, and, and into specifically coaching through toxic relationships. Now this came from personal experience. You've been through this, right? Correct. Yeah. And so Um, was this your, was this your spouse or was this someone else or, or what led up to this? So I grew up in a little Christian community near Bozeman, Montana, Mm -hmm. and my grandpa was a preacher and my dad was a prison chaplain. And I went to a Christian high school or Christian school all the way through 12th and 12th grade. And then I ended up doing my first two years of college at a Christian college. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Very protected environment. You know, I was not exposed to a lot. It wasn't any, it wasn't it wasn't a creepy religious community by any means. Um, we couldn't dance though, because, um, of the support from the older community there, right. they didn't want us to dance. So people always tease me that I grew up in Footloose, but if that really wasn't the reason when I left and went to uh, chiropractic school, which some people may not know, that's where my doctor title comes from. I am not a mental health professional. I'm a chiropractor acupuncturist by training. Okay. Um, so I think I, when I left that community, I really felt like everybody was good because in my community, everybody watched out for everybody. Everybody knew everybody. I don't remember anyone being divorced or going through anything. Of course, I was young and I probably wouldn't have heard about it anyway. Mm. Um, but I really think I, I thought everything was, was good. And um, through you know a series of life choices, I ended up married into something that I, like most people, did not know it was toxic, but I, I knew it didn't feel right. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And I'd never been a wife before. So maybe I was just a bad wife and maybe I was doing things wrong. And I jumped right on the treadmill of trying to do better. Mm. I can do it. I can please, you know, I can make this perfect. I can fix this relationship. I can make it like, it, like I feel like it's supposed to be. Mm. And, um, and I raised two daughters in that. Um, and 14 and a half years later, I ran, I ended up running away. Um, without my daughters, um, without the business I had built and relocated four hours south of where I was and started my life completely over, completely in debt and not knowing what I was going to do. So I just restarted a chiropractic office because that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And I started doing that. But after, you know, after 18 years in the chiropractic profession, you can adjust people in the dark with your eyes shut. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I was just looking for something else, something just, you know, just to, to keep me going and motivate me. And I started coaching, but I started coaching in making yourself a priority and, you know, some like most, like most life coaches would do. Sure. 
And I loved coaching so much that I hired a business coach and she really made me find a niche. She said, everybody's coaching. You can't just throw yourself out there as a coach and expect to be able to niche into, into people, what people need. Mm. And she gave me a week to come up with a niche. And it, after a whole week, the only thing I could come up with is that I had been through this. And she said, oh, that's exactly what you're coaching in. And I said, oh, no, no. I absolutely am not doing that. <laughs> right, right. I thought I didn't talk about it when I was in it. I haven't talked about it since I left. I am definitely not going to start talking about it now. But yeah. with her recommendation, I just started putting some posts up on um, my coaching page, which was very general at the time. And my Facebook following doubled in about two months. So it was very evident that people were looking for this information. And that was in um, that was in 2015. So I started the Toxic Relationship Awareness and Healing then. Um, mm-hmm. This I did not choose this mission. This mission chose me. And, and it was definitely planned a long time before I knew it was coming. You talked about, you know, you left and you started basically started over. You were deep in debt. And uh, so about... Uh, about what age were you when that happened? I left when I was 36. Okay. Okay. So you were in your, you were in your mid thirties by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you could, if you could go back, uh, how, uh, let's see, how old were you when you got married? You were what? 23. Uh, 23? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 23. So if you could go back to your 22, 23 year old self and sit down and talk to her, <laughs> knowing what you know now, what would you tell her? I would tell her she better take notes because she's going to need them Mm. Mm. because, you know, we could look back and think, Oh, I wish I would have made this decision and not have had to go through that mess. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's that mess that has made me exactly who I am. So I would, I would never be the person that I am now if I wouldn't have gone through it and neither would my daughters. Right. And so um, obviously when I thought I was struggling, I was in training. So when I think back and, and a lot of people ask me, you know, don't you wish you would have never had to go through that? I mean, I wouldn't want to go through it again, sure. but I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a thing because I now have the best job that I could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be qualified for it if I didn't do it. So I would definitely take notes because there's so many things that I try to remember and I can't remember that would be so helpful if I could. Mm-hmm. So that's, that would be what I would do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Dr. Heidi host of it's not normal. It's toxic, and you can also find her online, coachingwithdrheidi.com. Links to the podcast and the website and the show notes of this episode. Dr. Heidi, thank you so much. We'll have to have you on again sometime. A woman in this country is battered every 15 seconds. Women living with disabilities have a 40% greater risk of experiencing domestic violence. Nearly 8 million days of work per year are lost as a result of domestic violence the equivalent of 32,000 full-time jobs. The leading cause of injury to women ages 15 to 44 is domestic violence. Each year, about 324,000 pregnant women in this country are battered by their intimate partners. Most domestic violence offenses are not reported to law enforcement, and sometimes it's just too late. Every day, three women are murdered at the hands of a current or former partner. Help is here. Call the Florida Domestic Violence Hotline or visit fcadv.org for more information or to find your local certified domestic violence center. These are some things that we have learned and we have talked about with different guests and victims.
and, and those that have observed domestic violence in others over the past month. Domestic Violence Awareness Month evolved from the Day of Unity held in October 1981 and conceived by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. The Day of Unity soon evolved into a week, and in October of 1987, the first National Domestic Violence Awareness Month was observed. In 1989, Congress passed public law officially designating October of that year as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Such legislation has been passed each year since. As this month comes to an end, the important discussion it brings to the forefront about domestic violence's horrific repercussions should not. Silence and lack of knowledge about domestic violence and sexual assault play a large part in why those issues persist. Simply wanting to help is a huge step toward ending the shame and stigma that survivors are burdened with. And we need to learn to recognize domestic violence, what to do when we see it happen, and how to stop it before it happens. Lots of resources. We have links in the show notes to help you out, and there are a lot of resources in those links. Hey, get social with us on Facebook and Instagram. Got links to those pages in the show notes. And would you be so kind as to share us on your social media? This will help get the word out about Soul Ramblings Podcast. We'd be oh so appreciative if you would do that. Like, share, subscribe. We thank you so much for that. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. And here's the last piece of advice for you. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next week on Soul Ramblings Podcast, I'm Jerry Wicker. Grace, peace, cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.